All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Char. So glad you're with us. How you doing, babe? I'm doing good. Really? Yeah. You know, I have just took some fresh sourdough bread out of the oven that I've been making for a you are crushing the sourdough. It's, it's bad, though. It is terrible. I, I, it's too good. I can't say no. No, I can't either. No, it's it's really bad, but it's so. Good. It is. It's so good. So I'm smelling two sourdough loaves right now that are just cooling off in my kitchen. They came out of the oven about five minutes ago. It's wonderful to work at home. <laughs> it's great. It is. It's it, great. No, and she's been doing uh, this raisin cinnamon sugar loaf she does i don't put any sugar in it there's no sugar in there? no just cinnamon and raisin man it is so good yeah i have to say it's really good yeah i love to bake so here we go i'm on a a, a new thing of breaking <laughs> bread now a so. piece or two of that with some hot coffee in the morning mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. the way to start a day baby it is it so is good. it's not probably a good way to start a day no <laughs> healthy way but it is a it's a yummy way so I'm doing really good. Thank you for asking. I've you had bet. a wonderful day and you bet. watched some. Me too. It's been great. My granddaughter play soccer and get get her first goal. Well, your granddaughter That's too. True. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh-huh. It was so adorable. It the was. look on her face when that ball went in. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, we remember when she would play soccer when she was four and she um, oh, it was so really bad. didn't like it and she just sit there. So yeah. now she's really into it, yep. fully and proud of her. It's, I'm proud of her too. Well, we hope everybody else is doing okay. Mm-hmm. It's great that you're with us. We are excited about this episode. This is actually part two of a series that we uh, felt was important for us to do. Probably should have done it at the beginning of the podcasts. Yeah, because it's kind should've. of it's foundational. Well, we found ourselves using this language so much. Right, Look, we're you're trying right. to build a. A quote unquote, a right theology for marriage. Mm-hmm. And we kept saying it, but Charlene brought up the point, what, a week ago, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, uh, that I don't know, that scares people. The word theology scares people, like you have to be a seminary student right. to have a theology. Right. You know, but uh, what we said, we, we decided to break it down into four simple precepts. Number one, which we, was our last episode. And, and if I can interject. Two, yeah. I think it's more for us to have this. Well, it's really it was good for us to do big, this. Yeah, to think this through. To talk to people yeah. and really what is this, yeah. what does God say about marriage in a very concise, right. very easy way to understand. And this is not exhaustive. This is just, a, a like you said, it's an easy way to understand what we mean when mm-hmm. we say a right theology right. for marriage. Number one, precept, marriage is created and designed by God. Precept two, marriage is good. Precept three, Marriage is permanent, and precept for marriage is hard. This episode, yeah. we'll be speaking on yeah. marriage is good. Marriage is good. I think it's kind of an easy concept. Yeah, and you'd think we wouldn't have to include it, right? But we but do. But we do. I agree. We I agree. do. And the reason we do isn't so much, I mean, I've never had a believer ragging on marriage. They understand everything God created is mm-hmm. good, right? But the world we live in isn't so sure. I just read a a report by the Pew Research Center that reports that 39% of American adults today right now believe when asked that marriage is an obsolete institution. That's what, that was the question. Do you believe marriage is now an obsolete institution? 39%, which is up 10 full percent from 29% just a decade ago. Wow. So if another decade goes by and the same drift away from God's mm-hmm. design 
happens, you're going to be at 49. You're going to be half of America uh -huh. believes that marriage is outdated, shouldn't exist, and serves no part in our society. Isn't that frightening? Particularly mm -hmm. when you, again, when you are building a right theology for marriage and you look at how central it is to God's work in humankind mm -hmm. from creation, the plan that he had mm -hmm. there in the garden, bringing the woman to the man. From then on, marriage has this high value in all of script, marriage and family, in all of scripture. And today to be living in a culture that is approaching probably swiftly the halfway point where half of uh, Americans will eventually, it, it, should things remain the same, uh, be completely obsolete. Mm -hmm. We, I also stumbled across uh, some things we'd like to read just so you get a feel for, again, the, the culture we live in, the mood of the culture uh, that we are all living in, trying to, trying to live in a rich and full marriage. This is what's going on around us. So the only thing, I'm not given the age of these people interviewed, but I, they feel younger to me, maybe millennials. I would say twenties to thirties. I would too. Mm -hmm. So they were asked the question about marriage. Do you believe it has a value in our culture or not? What's your take? And let me, let us read these for you. So you get a feel for this. A young man named Adam says, quote, marriage is a trap set by women to capture men in order to keep the naturally promiscuous male for themselves alone. Women want to ensure that their men make a living to provide for the family and protect their offspring. I choose not to be used that way. I see marriage as a system that benefits women, but takes advantage of men. Well, there you go. And now, yep. this woman named Martina. What does she say? She says, marriage is a trap set by men. Because men have power from being physically stronger and enjoy a greater privilege in this culture. They want exclusive sexual rights. I'm unwilling to be captured and placed in a cage that marriage is for way too many women. I'm just not having it. That was Martina. Mm -hmm. So both of them feel like marriage is a trap, each set by the opposite gender. <laughs> Isn't well, that great? Yeah. Oh, I can see that. It's your perspective. Yeah, we totally. Keep going back to perspective. Totally. Here's Jacob. Jacob says, quote, my parents had a horrible divorce when I was eight years old. They fought bitterly for years in the courts over custody of me and battled over their properties. I witnessed endless ugly exchanges and accusations and blame, hysterical crying from my mother and cold, stony silences from my father. I would never want to go through a horrible divorce, so I know a surefire way that I can prevent such suffering. I'm not getting married in the first place. I can understand why. I can too. I know many people like this. Yep. Okay, Bernadette, this is the last one. Marriage is primarily an economic arrangement. My mother didn't go to college and didn't have a degree or a skill set, or confidence to make her own money. She was dependent on my dad to provide food, shelter, and everything else. So marriage was her security. I have degrees, professional skills, and make plenty of money to provide for myself. Why would I need marriage? I can take care of myself. Man, just as I'm listening, I can hear these arguments from the I've, world around I've us. I've heard them. Absolutely. I've heard them from people. Yep. There's one more. A young guy named Luke says, quote, Cohabitation suits me just fine. So he's living with 
his girlfriend. Yeah. Lane's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I have all the benefits of marriage without the legal entanglements. My girlfriend and I keep our money separate and I'm unwilling to leave my finances at risk just in case our relationship doesn't make it. I can understand that too. Yeah. I read an article probably two years ago that I thought was fascinating. It was talking about uh, a growing kind of a groundswell of a cultural attitude towards marriage. And it said that because of the amount of money spent in families breaking up in family law courts, mm-hmm. right? It's huge. Billions of dollars every year in America when marriages split up. Uh, and they people are recognizing that it's the only contract that you join into that you don't have to keep. Right. Oh. Right. And so what they what they're saying, this groundswell movement is saying, why do why do we create this only contract that's for life. Mm-hmm. Heck, I buy a car, it's on five year. Six. You know, seven. I buy a home, it's on a 15, maybe a 30 year mm-hmm. loan. Why should marriage be the for life contract mm-hmm. that the government doesn't even care if you keep? You you can break it anytime, right? right. right? It doesn't so matter So what to they them. advocate is a marriage that's spelled out on the front rather than paying to undo it the attorney fees at right. the end. So they say, okay, we're going to have, we're going to do a two year deal and money will be separated this way. Any children, it will look like this. And we agree on the front. So when divorce happens as if it's inevitable, right? They they're thinking there's no more money to be spent. You work out that contract on the front. And I totally disagree that there would be no arguments on the back end right. and they still need somebody suing somebody. Right. But I, I said all that to say, we read those things to say, look, we're living in a culture that's clearly devaluing marriage and family more and more. That's, that's the slide. It's getting more and more all the time. Every poll that I've read uh, has interviews like that and numbers like that. And here we're saying marriage is good. Marriage is good. Marriage is good. <laughs> and, so, sound and that's the line we're going to hold. Man. Crazy. <laughs> so let, let's, let's, um, let's build a little bit of Bible underpinning for mm-hmm. us, a little bit of groundwork underneath us. So you know that this isn't just Ken and Shar's opinion that marriage is mm-hmm. good. Um, and again, when we speak of marriage, we understand that not every marriage is good. Mm-hmm. But the marriage as God designed it to be is good. And, and we're going to talk about that guess, towards the end of the episode. I guess that's the directive that we're trying to say Absolutely. here is that marriage God's way is good. Is good. Okay, so in Genesis 1, let's go back to the very beginning, the first mentions of uh, man, woman, married relationships there, Genesis 1, again in Genesis 2 there. Um, I think most of us know that God saw that everything he had made, it says it actually in Genesis one thirty one, where after he's made man and they're in the garden, he's given them the mandate to subdue and conquer the creation. Uh, The blessing of God is upon them. And we read in chapter one, verse 31, God saw everything he had made and indeed not just good. He had said it's good about five times before this, Mm -hmm. right? Here he says, it's very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Mm -hmm. So God himself declares that everything he created, including not just the things he created, mm-hmm. but the way things operate in his creation. Right. The institution of this man and woman right. together for life that is good. it 
is good. Mm-hmm. The only time we're seeing uh, referring to something as not good comes in that second chapter in the 18th verse. Uh, it says, and the Lord God said, I'll tell you something that isn't good. And that's that man should be alone, right? So mm-hmm. you go from him creating it and saying, this is all very good. Our, it could be our word, uber good, mega good, right? Awesome good to let me tell you what isn't good. And that is man being alone. Mm-hmm. So he says, I will make him an aid or actually in the Hebrew it would read, I will make or make him aid comparable to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New King James uh, it uses the word helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple translations do. But to me, helper somehow, I don't know how why we read it like this, but it I sounds- I think it's because aid, the word aid. Right. That, that they, they help someone. Yeah. They come to their aid. But doesn't a helper sound like, okay, I just, I exist- to as a sidekick, uh, and it's not, not that if, way. No, not if both people are right. being a helper. There's a, there's a there's a completion unless one of the other here. Unless there's just one being a helper, right? So so he brings an aid to the to the man that's comparable to him, so that they actually can have uh, a rich and full intimate relationship. And help so that being helped. So marriage is good in that we clearly see there in that God was speaking to and answering the aloneness problem yeah. in in a human being. Right. So if for no if we were to end our reading there or in our thought there, we know marriage is good because mm-hmm. it speaks to something deep within the human being mm-hmm. that was built for companionship right. and intimacy and a oneness relationship, mm-hmm. right? Right. We went over that in our last week's yeah, episode we did. too a little bit. We did. Proverbs 18, the writer of Proverbs states it pretty simple. He who finds a wife, he uses the same word, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I, When I read this verse, uh-huh. I have a feeling, it, it might not be true, but I feel like so many men underneath their breath are saying, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know why I feel that way. Right, but I I feel like oh yeah it's she's made my life harder. Well, we might be a little jaded. We've sat in some tough rooms well, with tough marriages where probably well, okay. that has been said. Well, maybe the last time I've ever seen or inter- be introduced to a man and his wife, and the fact that he would really think this is a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I the older people get, it seems like it's. Not hey, I'm telling you right now, man. I'll say it for the world to hear. I found a good thing, yeah. man. <laughs> It is, it is that. true. I know I, there are many, many out there. I fa- Oh, absolutely. Many. I found a good mm-hmm. thing. And then the, if, if, that, if that doesn't convince us that marriage is good, right? There's that beautiful passage in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4, verses 8 through 12, that declare that two are better than one because they have a good reward. It actually gives three or four reasons to help us understand why marriage is good. And we went over that in two or better than one episode, didn't we? What episodes are those? Do you I'm remember? I'm not sure, Kenny. I think they're 23. 24, 25, and 26. Yeah, it was a four-part we yeah, did. two or if, better than one. And, and maybe let, let us encourage you, gang. Uh, maybe listen, if you haven't yeah. listened to those, if maybe you've come in late to the party here with uh, the Marriage Matters podcast, but go back and mm-hmm. listen to 23, 24, 25, and 26. Mm-hmm. They're titled, Two Are Better Than One. And it's a direct quote from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 there. Mm-hmm. 
actually begins in verse eight all the way down through 12. And let me, let me just go over real quick. I don't, I don't want to rehash anything, but it gives four reasons. One, if they fall, who will lift up their companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. So there's help there. Right. I have fallen. Charlene has fallen. We've helped each other up a zillion times in 46 years of marriage. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Uh, we, we talk about how cold life can be and how difficult, chilly the winter seasons of life are and how important it is. Not to mention actually being cold. It's <laughs> true. I'm cold all the time in the winter. Man, I get cold. It's. I never got, I'm, I think with my age, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't hardly go to the grocery store and walk through the frozen food aisle. I'm out of there, and man. I say, welcome to my world. This has been me my whole life. Charlene complained about it forever. I used to yeah. go, oh, buck yeah, up, man. Come on. <laughs> now I'm I'm the big wuss here, and I'm running out of there as fast as I can. <laughs> but when it's cold, mm-hmm. again, there there's a companion there to mm-hmm. warm them up. Again, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm, but who can be warm alone? And then it says, though one may be overpowered by another, there's an assault on their life and they're over someone's something or someone's attempting to overthrow them. They'll fall, but two can withstand him. So there's aid and help mm-hmm. uh, in the challenges of life. And it mentions there that, by the way, that a threefold cord, I think clearly speaking to us as New Testament saints that uh, Jesus in the, in the midst of that marriage. And when you read these, these verses... Mm-hmm. You would go, I want to be married. Right. This is awesome. Right. I want to be married. I want to have that. Marriage is good. It is good. Yep. Marriage um, is good. So I, I think uh, just to reiterate, uh, and I think this is a point well taken today. Mm-hmm. All we're trying to do is establish, again, what we mean by a right or strong theology of marriage. It doesn't, I don't care. We don't care whether your marriage feels good or sideways or bad. What God created is good. And maybe we should go and rewrite that second precept. Mm-hmm. Right now it says uh, marriage is good, three simple words. But maybe we need to add marriage done God's way is good. Is good. We know not every marriage is good. What they're experiencing isn't good. In fact, it can be downright pain. ugly and hard mm-hmm. and filled with pain. But marriage God's way is good. Another way to say that same thing, I think, is this. Uh, said uh, simply another way, if your marriage is not feeling so good, even right now, today, gang, please hear us. It's not marriage that's bad. It's the way you're doing marriage that's bad. Well, I think this goes back to the quotes that we read earlier from those five people. Right. It's they're looking at marriage from other, from a view of their perspective, looking out at other yeah. people's marriages and say marriage is bad. Right. I They're, think of the one guy who says, "My my parents right. had this this messy, messy." Why would thing. I do that? Why would I? And I agree with him. Yeah, I would agree with him too. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying because you sign a marriage certificate and have some expensive wedding uh, somewhere, we're not saying that you're guaranteed something good. Mm-hmm. Something done God's way and conforming my life to the biblical call upon me as a husband, mm-hmm. Charlene as a wife. Simply put, maybe it means if I'll just keep the vow I made her 46 right. years ago, and if she keeps her vow to me, that vow being to love and mm-hmm. honor and cherish one another through better for worse, richer for poorer, sickness and in health, until death parts us. That very simple vow, marriages keeping their vow that way mm-hmm. and actually doing those things 
And day we, in, day out, when staying you do, the course. When you do, marriage is good. Marriage is awesome. It is. It's uber good, man. Mm-hmm. It's mega good. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, that was simple, right? Mm-hmm. Just a reminder for us. But when we talk about a theology for marriage, it includes that simple truth. Marriage created by God, designed by God is good. And we hope sitting here behind these microphones, we hope that yours is good. We hope Mm -hmm. that when you look at each other right now, you're going, man, babe, this is really, really good. Mm -hmm. That's our prayer for you. Mm -hmm. It is. All right. Until next time, God Mm -hmm. bless you all. And uh, let's keep building a right theology for our marriages. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.